good, whatever time of the day it is, you happen to be listening. This is the PA Podcast Express, your Thursday episode here from the 469er. Adam and Phil here with you, as always, on this blustery cold day. Hopefully, by uh, the Thursday episode here, it has warmed up a little bit because it is not warm out there right now. I don't think it's a good bet. I was looking I don't at the weather. So it's it's um, not looking good for that. Looking at the weather, the old the old forecast here, and oh boy, yep, batting down the hatches. It's going to still be cold. It, it, yeah, this isn't the coldest day we're supposed to have. That's supposed to come later in the week, I believe. That is true. That is factual. Well, actual, our factual. actual day here Sunday while we're recording, as we pull back the curtain. But yeah, today, today is not near the coldest day. <laughs> so tomorrow. Is supposed to be well. It's supposed to be a low of two today, but then only a high of eleven tomorrow. A oh high my. of twelve on Tuesday. Oh, it's so, just cold. Yeah, just cold, my friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm watching a video here of some dipshits. They've made a large cannon. Out of a piece of what appears to be just pipe. And they stuffed a whole ton of black powder in it. And they put a jawbreaker, one of those everlasting gobstoppers in there. Oh, dear Lord. And they're going to shoot it out at a car. Let's see the result. Oh, my. And they strapped it to a chair, like a office chair. The, oh. the cannon? Yeah. Holy moly. Didn't it just explode? It actually blew like here. Okay, here's the setup. So he's just taking that off the office chair. Pewing, pewing, right? Now watch him pour a bunch of black powder down a down did, a pipe. Did he shoot that off with a gun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shot the back <laughs> off the office chair with a gun. And then I don't know where we're at with the video at this uh, point. Gobstopper. The gobstopper looks like it's partially chewed. Yep, yep. They had to lick it a little bit to fit it in the pipe. And then, I hope they just had one guy do that. Right? And then they took and uh, they've got this set up, this wonky. They've just got it ratchet strapped to this office chair bottom. Wow. And they pointed at an old car. It looks like an old Ford F- LTD. And they decided to just touch it off with an everlasting gobstopper. Dear Lord. And all hell breaks loose. It blew a decent sized hole you'll see in the side of the car, though. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Holy crap. Why don't we do more shit like that? We should. <laughs> right? <laughs> we should. Like Holy cow. Like, we're that dumb. Oh, we are more than capable of that kind of stupidity. One of the things I always wanted to do was uh, take... <laughs> yes, that too. Um, get, uh, get some Ziploc bags, fill them with a little bit of gasoline... And then shoot a flaming arrow through it, like hanging the Ziploc bags, so and take it on video. One of the most impressive things I've ever seen is you take a two-liter bottle, and you make a works bomb in it. But in with that works bomb, you put a little bit of gasoline. doesn't take a lot. Yeah, just a little bit, a little couple drips, drip, and, drip. And then you let it go off next to an open flame. And I'm not kidding you, it'll create a 30-foot tall mushroom cloud. <laughs> and it is the biggest boom you've ever heard. <laughs> Why are we doing more of this stuff this summer? We should. This we should. Summer. 
I feel like we very vastly underutilized the flamethrower too at this point. I think I think you're correct. I was actually just thinking that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think we should visit some of these things and uh, and do them. <laughs> right. I mean, we have places that we can do this at. We do. We have, we have land. We have a vast expanse of places we can do this. Yes. And people are asking us to come to their place and do things like that. So they might stop. <laughs> they might we, stop. They're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna say no. No, thank you. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we we don't want that. <laughs> we can't afford the insurance anymore. No, I, we we should do some stuff like that. Just blow some wreck some shit. You know, one of the biggest things you'll see online that people want to see and watch and will like get hits are just breaking shit in the weirdest fucking ways so when i was first messing around with hydrogen you know and making hydrogen there's there's always that skeptical party that's like is it is what i'm making here really flammable (laughs) you have no idea and so we experimented a lot with with blowing stuff up so we we decided to run a a hose under we flipped a bucket upside down Right, and we stripped, we cut the end off of a, off of a extension cord, and we just took two of the wires, two of the little threads of wire, and twisted them together. So that when we would plug it in, it would right. create a little spark. And we took a five gallon bucket, we flipped it over, and we ran a hose under there. We just pumped a ton of hydrogen. We have no idea how much, <laughs> but a, a whole bunch of hydrogen. Just hydrogen. Just let it run for like five minutes. Oh shit. And we set that off, and I know I don't couldn't tell you how high the bucket went, but it was higher than the trees, and it was split down the side. I mean, it, it was it was impressive. So when we were in high school, uh, I went to the math and science center, and they had the the demonstration of hydrogen like that, where we uh, we actually funneled it into you know ran a line into a balloon, and then you touch oh, yeah. touch a match to it, right? Well, <laughs> our instructor's like. Let it inflate for about three to five seconds and then touch the match to it. I went 12 and boom. <laughs> it actually, so we had a drop ceiling in the classroom and actually like four of the tiles bounced up and we're off kilter. So you know the bouncy balls? <laughs> yeah. We did the same thing with like those punch balls that yeah. you get. The like really, really, really super rubbery ones. Yeah. We, uh, we let that thing inflate to where it was just tight. Way bigger than you would have had it to bounce it. Yeah. And uh, we duct taped a extension cord with the two wires on it. Yeah. And what the uh, doing? oh, that was violent. <laughs> so yeah, there's. So my, my the, the instructor's like, um, you think you let it go a little too long? <laughs> no. <laughs> and the front office was calling around, wondering what happened. <laughs> Surely at the front desk, shit herself. <laughs> Everything shook. Yeah. It, I think between the two of us, there'd be some amazing things we could come up with. Definitely. If we can figure it out and do some amazing experience, very dangerous, very dangerous things. <laughs> <sighs> right. Well, it's kind of like the, if you think about like uh, dynamite, like a stick of TNT, let it go out on its own in the wild, like throw it out on a pavement, let it pop. You know, it's it makes a loud bang and everything, but it's nothing crazy. 
but contain that in something and then let it go. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it, well, look at what it'll do if you drill a hole into some rock and that's what, That's what it was made for, exactly. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's all about the pressure. Well, and that's the same thing with, like, the hydrogen. If you just, if you don't pressurize it much, it's very underwhelming. Right. But if you pressurize it even a little bit, oh. You basically contain it. I can no longer contain my rage. So the one thing with hydrogen is it it doesn't, it burns so fast that the burn of it isn't very impressive. But it expands so much when you burn. The the volume of it expands (laughs) that it's absolutely crazy. Just the percussion of it. Yeah, so what do we got going? What are we going to do this episode? We want to call somebody? We want to... Well, there was one thing I wanted to discuss. I okay. heard it. I heard it on a television show. All right, and of course it was it was being made being made uh, making fun of Southern people. All right, and a girl says to a guy because he's like he's like, "Did you date him?" No, I didn't date him. He's my double cousin. So uh, that. If you think about a double cousin, what that would have to mean, what what would in your mind what would it, what would that constitute? That would mean both sides of your family are the same, well, th- or you're related to both sides of his family. Yeah, or like a uh, a person was conceived from a brother and a sister. Yeah, there you go. My double cousin. My double cousin. <laughs> I just thought I, I I heard that and I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does this have anything to do with Nick Saban retiring? I'm sure it does. <laughs> I think that's fairly it, right? There's a whole bunch of needle technicians going, uh, <laughs> well, I know what a double cousin is. I, I'm lots of double cousins. That It reminded me of the... Uh, it reminded me of The Simpsons and how they make fun of, like, Cletus and Lurleen. Yes. You know, they're they're in the, in the infield of a NASCAR race and they're making out and she's like... I don't feel right doing this with my parents right there. And he's like, all or lean, they're my parents too. <laughs> yeah. Classic Simpsons moment right there. And then uh, <laughs> there's another spot where he's yelling at one of his kids. He's like, I may just be your uncle, but I'm still your dad. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, that's good stuff. That is highbrow entertainment. But yeah, double cousin. Because it... As soon as I heard that, I'm like, whoa, 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 what? Wait, wait a minute. You, you know when you hear like the screeching halt of a vehicle and then it crashes into something? That's exactly what happened in my brain. <laughs> like, hmm. Yeah, it's, Nick, uh, it's gotten a little bit livelier up here. Yeah, Nick Saban retired from Alabama. How about that? That's crazy. And then within like a day, they poached the coach from UW, from University of Washington. Yeah. That guy that just shit the bed in the national title game. I guess he got to the national title game, though. Yeah. I guess they thought, well, he couldn't beat Michigan either. <laughs> right. He couldn't, beat, he couldn't beat Michigan either, I guess. Oh, hell. We might as well harm him. Then on the same day, well, Bel- Belichick is out. Yeah. It's been crazy. Coaching. Belichick is out, and so is Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. So Belichick went out on, uh, I don't want to say negative terms, but, you know, I don't, I think that was, uh, his hand was a little forced on that one. Yeah. Carol, it doesn't sound like he was because they're keeping him as part of the front office. 
So I don't think they – I think that wasn't as, as heavy-handed. Um, of course, Saban was out of the blue, though. Like, Alabama even said, like, fuck, we weren't – they weren't really prepared for it. I mean, he let them know prior a couple days, but yeah. Well, They, they it, just thought Nick Saban was going to coach there forever, I think. Well, you'd have thought so. I mean, one would think he could he could have pulled the Joe Paterno other than the sex scandal. Yeah. Well, involving it, little boys. It's it's one part if or you know it makes you wonder is he going to retire for a couple of years and then end up somewhere else. I would but it, how old is Nick Saban's like 70, isn't he or something like that? I'm not sure. I guess I've never looked up his age, but he's not young. He's not a spring chicken. You ever heard the South Park uh Bill Belichick thing? Probably, but I'll listen to it again. Hopefully the internet will hold up for this. Wow. A few people in here and the internet is really The internet's just like... The internet says forget about it. <laughs> this is Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots. He's won three Super Bowls. How? He cheated. He even got caught cheating, and nobody cared. Bill Belichick proved that in America it's okay to cheat as long as you cheat your way to the top. Hey, I don't want to be called a Amen, cheater. Amen, that's true. No, no. If you cheat and fail, you're a cheater. If you cheat and succeed, you're savvy. See? It's all about context, right? Bilicic. Was he speaking to Mexicans? Yeah, a, a college class full of Mexican, or a, a high school class full of Mexican kids. Oh, Jesus. And he's up there posing as a uh, old Mexican teacher. <sighs> That's it, great, though. If you, if you cheat and fail, you're a cheater. <laughs> I don't want to be known as a cheater. No. Only if you cheat and fail. Only if you cheat and fail. Mm. That's funny. Only if you cheat and fail. So anyway, yeah, those guys are out. Lions are in the playoffs. Yeah, we hope still. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're still there. Well, sorry, I can officially say this. They made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Whether they're still in or not, uh, I'm not that clairvoyant. I'm sorry. I wish I knew. Do we need to do like record our own adventure here, going one way or the other? We probably should. Okay. Press press one if the lions won. Press two if you're depressed. And we're back. Typical Michigan. Uh, typical Michigan winner here. Uh, we're all depressed, and the lions are well, the lions. So, <laughs> you know, one thing we do know for sure at this point is that the Michigan Wolverines. <sighs> Our national champions. Congratulations to all the team, the fans, the everything. That's all I'm going to say about it. You know, they, they did dominate Washington. I'm not sure Washington, it, Alabama was definitely a better team. And I think Georgia would have been a far better matchup too. I, I'm never going to take this away from from U of M. They're national champions. They went 15-0. and But I would have loved to see them play Georgia instead of... of it was interesting with Alabama, but Georgia definitely instead of UW. 
Yeah. It's going to be way better expanding the uh, I think so the, too. The playoffs at 12 teams. I think Although, so too. They should just go to 16. They should just make the whole season be a playoff. They should. You lose your first week, you're done. Or, well, so no, not necessarily that, but have the consolation brackets and just have it so, uh, I mean, if you lose, 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 you're only going to get six games because if you're a fucking that shitty of a team, why the fuck would you want to suffer through 12 games anyway? So, Am I wrong on that? The, the thing is, is there's so much money to be made right. in college In every sports. single game, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ad revenue alone. You look at even like Saginaw Valley or, or these small places. You know, I, when we went on visitations with Anthony, we're at Heidelberg University, which is in Tiffin, Ohio. Right. And they're a small D3 school. And their football stadium was not a ton of seating, but just phenomenal. You know, right. it, it, the, the new field turf stuff and, <laughs> and right. the locker rooms and stuff downstairs. And the, the whole facility was just, we're like, holy shit. Because... That's also where the wrestling practice room was, was part of that, part of the athletic facility. And I was just like, this is a D3 school. What's it like? You know, I, and I've been to the Michigan practice field. Right. Um, it's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. you, you got a, basically a huge pole barn, indoor stadium with a whole bunch of, uh, you know, it's a whole football field. They can punt in it and everything. Just, it doesn't have, um, doesn't have stands in it, obviously. Right. And then you go right outside, and there's another outdoor football field right there. Like the same field turf stuff. It's it's like all That's continuous. Cool. Yeah. It's, but you know these these big programs, there's so much money in that. So even like I say, like at a Saginaw Valley, yeah, their stadium and stuff is impressive. Well, I mean, even just look at probably just even look at the revenue that. uh Look at the revenue that even like uh, Michigan State made this year. With all the turmoil, the shit team they fielded, they made a fucking money hand over fist this year. You know? Well, they saved like $90 million. Or right. Just by. Somehow, I don't know. By Mel Tugger doing Mel Tugger things. Mel Tugger doing Mel Tugger things. There, I seen there was an update about that. Something with the investigation is done now. And it's like, what is there to investigate? What really is there to investigate? Right. I mean, obviously he's a little bit of a perv, but the, I think what should have been investigated was did the stadium or did the did the administration put her up to that so they could get rid of him? That's what I always speculated was maybe and she was a plant. Yeah, know? I think 100% they did. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe uh, for culpability, maybe they just kind of... Uh, Played the odds and figured out what would have happened and just uh, organically put it together. That way it's not traceable. Not yeah. saying, telling, giving her any directive or anything like that, you know? Well, from what I understand with her, this would not be unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've also read that too. You know, it, this she's not out of character, not. She, this is like, he's like the fourth guy that she's went after for this kind of shit. You know, and I always, it, it, it harkens back to, I always say this stance, like, if you're in a high-profile position like that, like, why even put yourself, like, you should know better? Is that the, the stance I want to take? You should know better? Like, 
Well, I, I honestly think it comes down to the fact that he probably ended up thinking, oh yeah, she's she's all into me because I'm a NCAA Division One football coach at a big program and I make lots of money. Right. So she's into me. And I think there's a, there comes a point where the ego takes over and the uh, common sense part of your brain just goes shuts out off. the window, right? Yep, just shuts off. No, I, I that's very plausible, very plausible. So, like I said, I, and I always say this, like with the amount of money somebody like that makes, like if you're making that much goddamn money, yeah, just fly to Vegas and hire a professional. Yeah, you know, what what would you think? What, okay, if you're an administrator at a school. Like, say, University X. And you're like, my head football coach sexually harassed this woman, allegedly, or she was felt it was harassment, over the phone by masturbating while having a phone conversation with her. On the flip side, my head coach here at University X, we found out he flew to Las Vegas where prostitution is legal and hired a professional and paid her. Which one would you come down on harder Probably the one in the wild that with the harassment compared to, but would they still sanction somebody that probably did that? Maybe, maybe it's against their ethics or moral moral clause they have in their contract. I think it would be one of those things where it would just get ignored, right? Like, you know, hey, you didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, just don't talk about it. Right, you know, kind of like when when uh, what's his name, uh, the owner Kraft went down and got a happy ending from a. Um, you know, from a massage therapist in Florida. Not legal. Not legal. Right, right. Which is why it got discussed. Had he flown to Vegas, where prostitution is legal, and hired a prostitute, paid her, did everything that he was supposed to by the rules, and then got out. And that's why they have an NFL team there now. I'm telling you, like... They're the happiest team. Dude, those right? guys are in such a good mood all the time. Right, and it's the damnedest thing because they always show up to work because they need the money because they're blowing those paychecks out at the Bunny Ranch. Yeah, oh yeah. There's a right. There's a ton of chicks driving around Maseratis. Oh right, I mean the whole it's a boon for the whole economy out there. It is, it is, and they didn't even need a boon because they already had one. So I I I do just want to say that if uh, if masturbation while you're on the phone is frowned upon i apologize to all of the waitresses at pizza hut when i call up there and make my pizza order <laughs> especially when i had them recite me the specials yeah oh god oh. yeah i'm just like well. can, you, can you say i'm slower right what was that again what are you gonna do with my pepperoni it cups all right <laughs> what kind of sauce is that could you substitute that with the oh. garlic cream sauce? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Can I get a side of garlic mm. butter? <laughs> that tub! Can you, uh, can you make those breadsticks a little crispier? They're, they're never going to let us call an order mm. pizza again. <laughs> you're banned. Oh, shit. No more calling to order pizza. Yep, you're done. You're yeah. done. Thank you. Ah, that's Thank funny. You. Oh, uh, put a zap pack on it. Oh dear lord, zap packs are so good. I mean, I know we've said it before. I just can't believe it though how good they are. Like, 
they got to be bad for you somehow. Well, they are very salty. Yeah, it's high in sodium. But other than that, I don't think so. I mean... But you need sodium. Right? I mean, salt is... Salt is life. Salt is flavor. I, I, like, like, I like to think that that is salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, right? Have you ever seen that mm. meme that showed the uh, the Himalayan salt that says over, over a million and a half years old and it has an expiration date on it? Like, best if <laughs> yeah. used by... Like, thank huh, you. Just my luck. The salt's 1.5 million years old and just went bad on me. <laughs> You'll have that on these bigger jobs. So, little side story. We, uh, <laughs> I like it. Side one of, stories. One of our, one of our children decided that they would help clean out the fridge. Very valiant of them, you know. Right. Hey, I, I, I went through and I, I, sorted some stuff out and I threw some stuff out and my wife had just bought a thing of chip dip and uh, it, had, it was in the fridge there was a way in the back there was an old container a chip dip container that had something else put in it like we're 80 you know right right <laughs> there's some leftover it, bacon in there it had something else in it but like he uh, he had seen that there were the seen the two chip containers well he knew that she had just bought one but he knew that one had been in there for a while so he in his shuffling he threw the wrong one out i have never been so disappointed ever <laughs> you just wanted some dip for your chips yeah and i i look and the container had been like so mary was on a whole kick where she wasn't throwing out glass or anything like that she wanted to recycle all this stuff and i'm just like that's a pain in the ass just let it go to the landfill like God intended. Well, glass isn't so bad. Plastics, yes, but glass, yeah. Yeah. But, well, she was into the whole thing with, you know, she was going to reuse chipped up containers and, you know, bottles for stuff. And so this, I look at this and I'm like, I pick it up and I'm like, you could tell it about, you know how like the label fade stuff when it's been washed? Right. I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, that's weird. This doesn't, you know, it was country fresh. And I'm like, it doesn't look right. And I look at the expiration date. It was like July of 2023. And I'm right. like, what in the hell? So then I, I'm like, this feels like it was. So I open it up and it's like something totally different. And fuzzy. And I'm like, where, where the hell? It wasn't fuzzy. She had just put okay. it in there. Okay. But like, I'm like, you threw it. Where's the other chip dip? And he's like, oh, well, I threw the old one out. Like, you didn't throw the old one out. Uh, you son of a bitch. Unfortunately, it had already went to the dumpster, and I was not that desperate for chip dip to go dumpster diving for it. Right. No dumpster diving. So be careful if you're in the fridge and... Uh, Just, right? Yeah. There should be, I don't know, after that I wanted to go to like a sticker system where... All right, this week we're using little red stickers, little red dot stickers on the stuff that we buy. That's what we do in restaurants. If it's green, get it out of here. Like the good ones I've worked at anyway. Yeah. Which is very far and few between. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Lost a perfectly good container, brand new container of chip dip. Well, do you want to play in the arms of an angel for that and take a moment? Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll do that. I don't uh, have it queued up. We'll do that post-production. So, all right, okay. hold on. Right, let's pause. Here we go. Let's take a moment for that dip. And we're back. Uh, thanks for adding that post-production, Adam. 
really beautiful tribute to that. Uh, no problem. No really problem. beautiful tribute to that dip. Yeah, it was. It was. Really a tearjerker, too. That, that 33 seconds we played. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we don't do any post-production editing here. We, Get out of here. The only post-production editing we've ever done is when I've fallen through chairs. <laughs> right. Or we've accidentally hit a button to uh, stop recording. Right. Or we've spilled shit on our board. <laughs> right. We... I was just going to say, we've had so many adventures here, but it's been, uh, well, we're rolling on three and a quarter years here now of podcasting and almost 500 episodes. So yeah, we've seen a lot, haven't we? Oh, we have, you know, that brings me to my next thing I want to talk about where we started compared to now and the best things ever. Um, definitely the, uh, the board, the pod track and what is it what's the name of it officially i haven't said it in a long time because i just take it for granted the zoom p8 the zoom p8 the p8 is one of the most badass pieces of equipment we've probably ever added to the uh to the podcast yes and of course the zoom mics we talk on too they're what zd1s are they or something like that that is correct uh those are great too um other than that i mean we started off with just my helicopter mics i do sports on and uh, we just had our Mackie boards or something like that that we, uh, yeah, that we rolled through, and now we've got this uh, this setup. So just just a shout out to that. We've come a long ways. Well, I think the first ones we did, you basically just brought the thumb tail- tailgater gear. Yeah, the TTS setup, and yep, and we did it. And well, I, we've <laughs> we've separated everything. Like I have I have a setup for doing games. I have the portable setup that I bring, and I also have the setup that I'm going to be setting up in my home studio. So. There yeah. we go. Although I don't have a P8, I have a P4. We have another P8 for you, though. Okay, cool. So cool, 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 cool. Did you get one the M1 back yet, or no? Yes. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yep. And you have a P8 at your house too. Yes. So we actually have bought three of those now. Yes. <laughs> oh, no wonder my accountant's so pissed at me. Yeah, but we've got a lot of miles out of these things. But we do. We toss them around, and you know, I wish. And uh, this is not a knock on Edward Fury, but like. If he if he strapped onto one of those things, I don't think he'd ever let go. If he figured that out and got on a on a Zoom P8, what do you think? No, I don't think so either. I mean, hell for the for the football, even the P4s. Oh yeah, you know are are amazing. So mark and my so words, compact. I'm going to use the P4 this year instead of my my uh, big old. Mine's not a Mackie. What's the other brand I have? What's the other brand we use? Behringer. Behringer, which. Those things are tanks. Those oh, Behringer are. boards are beautiful. They're they are a great piece of machinery, but they're analog. And let's face it, this is like awesome. Yeah. Well, the one you have is digital. Oh, it is, isn't it? That's yeah. right. Because I have uh, effects and everything I can yeah, and, put through, and you have a USB output. Yeah. On it, that kind of stuff. But uh, but these are these are yeah a far more superior. Yeah. So I should do games on the P4 this fall then. I would think so. Yeah. You might need to get headphone adapters to the smaller headphones. I, I do, but those, I've actually, I have a bunch of those kicking yeah. around my house. Because a lot of times, any any high-end headphones you, you buy that have the large jack, they'll send you the adapter. Well, like, what I used to hate when I did games was, you know, we have to split the headphones, and then everybody's got to have the same level. And I like my headphones hot. So you're right on that. And on the P4, I can adjust that. Each, each yeah. person has... A different level for the headphone yeah so yeah it it makes it way better 
and oh. you and you can have drop stuff on there. You know, I mean, even for like playing commercials and stuff, you could just do 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 do. So, do. could you do feasibly the mute in, the mute out? I'm I'm just trying to suss, suss this out of my head. So, if we're going through, um, uh, it's not simple cast, but the uh, what's the one we use for thumbtail getter? Oh yeah. We have all the commercials and everything on the deck there digitally. Right. I could still play drops and everything through the P4, through the, the cord on that too, right? Yeah. Correct. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, because the nice thing about these boards is they have a true mute where, well, they have they have three different modes. They have mute, off-air, and on-air. Right. And so that, that, uh, that makes it nice. Well, I'm going to have to start playing with that later in the summer near as we get closer because I want to use my P4 instead. Oh, you think about it, you could take a small bag then. You know, Dude, just I would just need my, I would need my computer bag, and then I would just need the bag with the headphones and, and everything else in it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, you could get a Chromebook to do the games with. Shit, then I'd just need my computer bag probably, or a, like you said, a, a computer backpack. Yeah. Yeah. You could get a backpack like I carry around. Cause exactly. I, I've, got, I've got cameras in here. I've yeah. got, you know, I've got microphones for like the lapel mic. I've got a extra screen. You could easily put all your stuff in, and that that's kind of what I started doing with Thumb Tailgater. Was towards the end, I I had reduced everything down, right, to where I could carry it in one bag because carrying all that shit around when you're going up into those booths and stuff just got old. Well, and it's 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 kind of weird because I've even reduced it from where I started. Right now, I carry one, two, three bags. That's it. I've got my computer bag. I've got my uh, bag with the, or the, the, not bag, but like the suitcase with the board in it. And then I've got my headphones and everything in a bag. So, and when I started off, I swear we were carrying five or six bags when we were, yeah. Well, I think when we first started going through, we we had a a tote and a bag and just, it was, it was, it was a lot of stuff. And I've already done enough for like, um, like cords and everything. Like, I don't know. I think I've told you this, but like. All the major chords we use, I I've, I carry double when I go to do thumb tailgater in case one goes bad. Like, nope, no big deal. I got another one. Well, the nice thing with that P4, yeah, you can power it and everything right off the USB. I know. Yeah. So I mean, you don't have to have an. Ex- you you plug in your computer. That's it. Yep. And if you lost power there, you would still have. You'd be still power running off the battery of the, the battery. computer. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So it because uh, I have had in those booths where I've I've lost power for just like a, a minute. Yeah. And because uh, somebody hits a breaker overdoing something, and if you're using something that you're powered USB, then you're good to go. Valid point. All right, you sold me. And it's just such a compact, good. It's sounding. so easy, right? Yeah. All right, that is what I'll do this fall. So apparently, I'm doing games again this fall. Well, uh, there you go. <laughs> had a drug test again this week. For my new job. Oh, yeah. I took it on Thursday. So here's the thing. I got a note that just said, I told him the new boss is like, cool. It says, but I do need you to take a drug test before you start. And he said, take it at, uh, at the hospital there. Right? And I'm like, okay. So I call the hospital. And I'm just like, I have a, you know, pre-employment drug screening. What do I need to go? Go to outpatient. Cool. So I go to outpatient, and, you know, in my past experiences, they're at these 
drug testing facilities when I've had pre-employment drug screenings, whatever. And they didn't have you test any drugs, did they? No, I did not test any drugs, and I was thoroughly disappointed. Um, they made me walk in and pee. And uh, so so normally, though, you just go in, and they don't give a shit. It's, and they're, they're actually kind of shady, I'm not going to lie. It, does that make any sense? Like, they're kind of... Like, I went to the one in Sandusky one time, and it was like there was a guy in there freaking out because he was asked to... You're in there with basically, like, criminals, Oh, yeah. Right? There may not be bad people, but they've done something wrong. But some of them, like, obviously, the one time I was in there, this guy was freaking out because he had to drop, and he knew he was going to drop 30. So he was yelling at people and everything else. I'm like, I'm just here because I got a job, and, like, they told me I had to come here and test. So maybe my story isn't so bad when I think about the hospital. But anyway, (laughs) so I go and register and everything, and... uh they're like, well, we haven't done one for your new company in a long time. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, well, we do them for, you know, Fiverr Acoustic and Huron Inc. and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. This is all they gave me was like a fax cover sheet that they had faxed over to the hospital. Just said, bill it to us, you know, for my name. But he was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Go have a seat. And I'm like thinking to myself and i like drank a bunch of water and a gatorade and everything like normally i just drink water but i pounded a gatorade too because i don't ever want one to come up like diluted like i've been drinking a ton of water and uh i'm sitting there and half hour passes and i'm like like i'm in with a general population of people waiting to see like a doctor and everything right that are sick and whatever else so i'm there for 45 minutes and finally the lady comes out with four forms for me to fill out and she says, we'll have a room for you shortly. There's there's, there's two people ahead of you. And I'm like, two people ahead of me? Like, I'm here for a pre-employment drug screen need. Right? So, so then anyway, I get there at a little after. It was before 4 o'clock. It rolls around to be a little after 5. So I've been there over an hour. And my phone rings. And it's the number. And I recognize this, you know, local codes that it's going to be from somewhere around there so I answer it thinking maybe they're calling me back to do this she had called the number for the the place that I am going to be employed by wondering if I was the guy that she needed to talk to I'm like no no I mean, you called lobby? my number blah 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 yeah yeah <laughs> then she's like well what about THC we just need to know if they test for THC I'm like my boss told me no she's like well do you have like a form or something. I'm like, I have the text that just says, and I showed her the text. She's like, all right, we won't test for THC. <laughs> Not that it matters. It doesn't, but <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I go back and they put me in a room and like a nurse comes in, like, it's like, all right, I'm need to, you know, we need to weigh you and check your height. And, uh, you know, I got a bunch of questions here. I have to ask. And then We'll do the workup and blood pressure, heart rate, and everything else. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just here to take a goddamn drug test, right? Like, I just need to pee in a cup. That's it. I so just... they wanted to do, like, a complete physical workup on you. So yeah. my guess is they had you confused with, like, the truck drivers that they have come in there. Well, they said it was a non-DOT, though. It even said non-DOT on everything, like non-DOT. Yeah, that doesn't mean they read it. So anyway, the good news is... Um, my the bad news is my weight's way higher than I wanted it to be, and I'm going to be losing some weight. <laughs> the good news is, she said heart rate and pulse ox, everything looks great. And then 
by now I'm about fit to be tied. So I'm probably a little worked up. And then she's like, all right, I got to take your blood pressure. I'm like, all right, fuck, fuck Murphy. Here we go. You know, take your blood pressure. Get, get this, get this. After being about 50 pounds more than I want to be, being all worked up and just in general, you know, irritated. 126 over 76. Nice. She even said it's like not bad, a little elevated, but not terrible considering the situation. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I have to take a lot of pills to get mine at that point. That was me with nothing, dude, and probably drinking a lot of booze the night before. It was the Gatorade. It was the Gatorade, the Gatorade. set you straight. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, so so then after all that, like, so then she's finally like, "Hey, everything's looking good," and uh, she's like, "You know, I'll have you go." And I peed in the cup and it came back. She's like, "All right, just one last thing. You know, the the doctor's gonna come in and see you." And I'm like. What? She's like, no, they'll just come in and chat for a minute, and then you'll be good to go. I'm like, this is a fucking drug test. It's 5.30 by now. Jeez, oh, Pete. I'd been there for an hour and a half. So what did the doctor say when they came in? So it was a nurse practitioner, which, cute. Oh, my God. She was nice. Nice. Very nice. And also very nice, too. And, uh, like, bedside manner. And uh, came in and just said, hey, you having any health issues? I'm like, hmm none more than usual for a 45 year old dude i've said i know i need to lose a little bit of weight but other than that not bad she's like anything you want to talk about or discuss i'm like no she's like all right um let me just listen to your lungs and she took four deep breaths she's checked four spots on my back let me listen to your heart she's like yeah you're actually decent not too bad for a 45 year old i'm like that's the nicest thing anybody said about me in a long time well damn for how i live yeah yeah but you know i've i've for a, it's strange that it turned into like a complete physical. But it's nice that I have that reassurance that at least I mean I got checked out a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. It's yeah. just seems uh, you know when I went to work at Marlette, they yeah. did, when I went in for my drug screen, it was literally like go in that room, don't flush the toilet. Yeah, can't flush the toilet. Don't and they literally come in and check the toilet. They just like grab the coffee carafe off there, dump the coffee out, and be like, go pee in this. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so, like, you know, they give you a little cup, but yeah. you're going to pee more than what oh, that cup is. Oh, my God, but, that's the worst. But she's like, yeah, you can't flush the toilet until, until so, this is all done. So do you want to, my methodology was with this is, of course, the cup, she's like, I need this between, I think it was like 75 and 100 milliliters or something like that, 75 to 100 cc's. And it had a little heat thing on it so they could tell, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, like, primed the pump first and, like, peed a little bit, then cut it off, then put it in the cup, and then finished in the toilet because i figured they'll, they'll probably want the midstream pee more than because uh, if there's any drugs in there they'll probably come out in the beginning i thought yeah i don't know if that matters <laughs> i don't think it does either but i just wanted to share that methodology with everyone it's sound i mean yeah. so do you remember do you remember the uh there was that place in town um i don't know it was some, it was some kind of weird name but it was in a, it was south of as you're going out of town, there was a, a chance little... to change. Yes, yes, yes. That's where I had to take my drug test two iterations ago for Emerson. And it was when it was right there near the four corners, too. And that's when the, the, the crackhead was in there yelling at the staff because he didn't think he had to drop and wasn't going to drop and was yelling like literally like F-bombs at the people. And they're like, we don't control any of this. Like, this is by your probation officer and everybody else. So... 
I don't know all of the details of that place, so I don't want to. I, I could be wrong on this, and correct me if you I should am. besmirch them. They're terrible. But they were set up as a set up as a nonprofit. Oh, they make a shit ton of profit. Oh, they do, but they're set up as a nonprofit <laughs> religious based. Right. That's why it was a chance to change because they offered all these other things, and so from what I from what I understand, and this may not be accurate. But from what I understand, it was actually set up like the hospital, kind of like, hey, we're sick of these people coming in to get all these tests and stuff. Yeah. It's disruptive. And well, so, of course it's disruptive. These people are fearful that they're going to drop dirty and their probation officer is going to send them away. And well, they, it's very disruptive. And also, the fact of the matter is the courts mandate that you have these testing done, but they also mandate what they don't mandate is you have to pay for it. So once again, the poor get poorer because right. a lot of these people, like the one guy was in there, he's like, he said, this guy was in there one time when I went, the one drug, it was actually the same one where the guy was yelling, the crackhead was yelling. He's like, I got to do this, but I don't have 15 bucks to pay for the testing. Like, I don't want to be sent to jail because I can't afford 15 bucks. I'm here. I'm willing to do it. And they were, they would talk about working out a payment plan with them, but God damn it. Think about that for 15 bucks. This guy could go to jail. Because he couldn't afford, if they were to say, nope, you got to pay for the test right now, he would go to jail for 15 bucks, even though he was there and willing and said, he's clean, he's fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, somebody we mutually know um, that doesn't play a whole lot of fantasy football in our one league, they had to go up there. And I, I, I drove them up there one time. Yeah. And... His tests that he had to have done because he was having he he was I don't know exactly what what tests he had to have but he was paying fifty bucks a shot yeah and had to go up twice a week yep and I took him up and dropped him off one time and he he was in there for like twenty minutes and he comes out and he he's just like God damn I gotta come back and this was on like a Monday he's like I gotta come back on Wednesday. He goes, they're going to ding me three times this week. And then come to find out, like, that place that he's paying determines how, like, the probation that he was on, they were determining how often he had to come back. And he's like, usually they have me come back on what Thursday. Yeah. He goes, I'll come in Monday and Thursday. But it was it was 100 bucks a week for him to get that done. And he's like, they're going to ding me three times this week. And I'm like, how do you let, what a racket where you let, the the people that you're paying determine how often you come in. Right. Because I'm like, doesn't your probation officer? Nope. And I've they, heard that too. They like, tell me when I have to come back in. So in in my toils too, when I had to um, take a class from one of my transgressions eight years ago, it was a mandatory class you had to take. You were allowed one absence, but you had to make it up, obviously. And... They said the class was going to be a minimum of 12, 12 sessions, 12 weeks, and you had to pay every week, and it was 20 bucks a week just to be there. But it was open-ended, 12 weeks minimum. I heard they never let anybody out after 12 weeks. I got let out after 13, and I had the best attitude. I did everything they asked me. I helped everybody else out. There were people in there that were going on 20-some weeks of being there, and they made 20 bucks every time that person... Yeah. And there were there were ten people. It was full every week. Ten people in the class. Ten people, one hour. Do the math. Ten times twenty. 
two hundred bucks. Yeah, two hundred bucks. There was a counselor, everything else. That facility was making two hundred bucks for that one hour. People mandated to be there, but it was of the discretion of the 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 teacher administrator. What do you want to call him? Counselor. How long they had to stay? Some people in they said minimum of twelve weeks. Some people in there twenty some weeks. Think about that. Jeez, what a ra- is that a racket or no? That is a racket. I mean, that, that's the definition of it, right? But again, uh, and holding the the probation like the the whims of the probation officer over these people's heads, right? If you defied the recommendation, if you did their twelve oh, weeks yeah. and didn't come back, oh nope, you're you're in violation of probation. Yeah. Oh, it, there's a ton of things like that, though. I mean. Yeah, it's it's really just a tax on doing something dumb, right? <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it it is amazing how uh, how much they play that off. No, it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. But yeah, apparently you uh, you just have to go up when they tell you you have to be there next. And that's just it. And that's why the whole thing's a racket too, with probation, with everything. Yeah, it's it. It doesn't make it doesn't do anything to rehab anybody. No, you know it makes I, I them hate, angry at the system. I feel like I hate to say it, having somebody go up and have to test a couple times a week and pay a hundred bucks is not doing anything to keep them from drinking. If anything, that's going to drive them too. Because they're going to be like, oh, I can't, I can't take this. This person's offense was a drunk driving and a pretty yeah. serious one. It wasn't their first, right? So something had to be done, but. Nothing that they were doing was was rehabbing them. Right. It was just costing them a shitload of money. Ugh. So, the job that, that person did have, they they, you know, they were just funneling it all to that place. <sighs> no, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand, and it's disheartening. It especially, is. especially for those people that are frustrated, barely have the money to begin with, or don't have the money. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. There's a lot of lot of weird rackets when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, how do you get that push through when when you're the person that, so, that so, they have to pay? How do you sit there and go, hey, you know what would really help people in society is if people paid us a lot of money for nothing. So can I say this? And this is this is no way condoning behaviors like drunk driving and everything like that. But government has turned that into a huge business for a lot of people. Oh yeah! When you get a violation, money wise, money wise, even themselves. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's because it's very unpopular, and it is. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Don't do it. Not condoning it, but just saying when people make one mistake, one transgression, and you want to, it's literally ruined people's lives because of the financial ramifications of it. Well, it's it's bad enough that what it does is it takes it takes people that have had that transgression and it kind of takes them out of being productive for society. Right. So you take somebody who's perfectly capable of being productive and now all of a sudden they're just handing their money over to somebody else. They and can't. jumping through hoops and having to miss parts of their jobs to do things like report for probation or drop to piss or, or whatever or, you know... Right. Well, I mean, to me, what what's the point of having them go up there two or three times a week to piss in a cup to do drug tests and things like that? And apparently, the reason he had to go up so often was because they can't test 
like more than a few hours they can't test turn for, on the uh, football game maximo please thank you buddy they, they can't ahead. test for alcohol very long after you know like 20, right 24 48 hours it's 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 out of your system yeah so they, they were testing it multiple times a week but it, it seems to me like there'd be better a better mousetrap for that you would think so <laughs> you would think so or I don't know the answer, but I, I do know, and I was very fortunate, because yes, I, I had a drunk driving, it was eight years ago, and I sat in that class just listening to some of these people's like stories, and they could no longer get ahead because it just kept, it just kept avalanching down upon them Oh yeah, financially, and I felt bad for them, I felt bad for them, I, there was, and I know, and I, I vetted it, I sat in with this young woman, had kids, had made a mistake, and was working deadbeat baby daddies, everything else. And the one week, like, I just, I I could tell that she was struggling so much, and it was legit. And I waited three or four weeks, and I did this. I, I asked the, the counselor, like, how many weeks does she have to go? And she's like, at least three. And I said, I will give you 60 bucks right now. Tell her it's all paid for, but don't tell her from who. Because I could tell that twenty bucks a week was making oh yeah you know that big of a difference, and I was well off and could do it. And I said, please, by all means, do not tell her who did it or anything. Just say it's been paid for. She's like, I don't know if we can do this. I'm like, well, ask your boss. And then she came back to me. He's like, well, the boss said he doesn't care as long as the money's paid. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. You know. Yeah, because it it's not about teaching her a lesson. It's about having that money come in. Exactly. And I think it taught my the, the the counselor that we had a kind of a little lesson too, you know. Yeah. So, just like she believed in what she was doing, and she was a nice woman, but I could tell that she was a little uh, naive on that front because she was probably in her early thirties, maybe late twenties, early thirties, you know. Most are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like you're just working for a, a place that doesn't give a fuck about any of these people here, just about the profits. Yeah. And that that is that is the bottom line when it comes to most places is the bottom line. Right. And that's what's most sad about all of it. It's how it's been turned into a profitable business for people. What it should be turned into is helping other human beings on a human level so that, as you said, the word rehab, so that we're working to not do this again so this doesn't happen again. It shouldn't be... And I know that a lot of people are like... Well, you know, you got to hit people where it hurts the wallet, but sometimes it's way deeper than that. Well, sometimes it's the hurt on the wallet that has drove people to bad right. behavior. Right, absolutely. And you also know, the hopelessness and the fact that they might think that, you know what, no matter what they do, they're never going to get ahead anyway. Right. Yeah, so... So, so, so doing the right look, thing is no longer an option because it doesn't matter to them. And look at that part first. You know, go through and, and figure out what is the root of the problem. Right. We tend to treat every person the same if they screwed up. All right, yeah. you're just going to get put in the system and everything's going to be the same from here on out for you as it is for everybody else. So the, right. the you know, the, the 22-year-old guy who's had everything handed to him that his parents are rich, that just goes out on a bender is going to get treated the same as the 35-year-old guy who's, you know, struggling to make ends meet and driving a piece of shit car and just had a run of bad luck. Right. They're, the the reason they drink 
or that they do drugs is exactly opposite. Polar opposite. But yet they're going to be treated exactly the same in the system. Yep. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. So let's reform. Let's just take care of each other on a human level more than anything else. I always, we always say that. We always advocate that. Like, yeah. Ah, fuck. Just be a good person. It's not complicated. Well, you know, my grandpa used to talk about, you know, he was born in 1910. He lived through the Depression. And he lived at a time, you know, he had 11 kids in his family. Wow. And uh, he lived at a time when there was not welfare or anything. Right. And uh, he lived in Sawyerville, Illinois. And his um, his dad worked somewhere. He ended up losing his job. And the kids basically all went to work and everything. But he goes, we did a lot of, uh, thank you, Duck. Uh, he goes, we did a lot of bartering with people. Right. He goes, you know, my one brother would go and work on a on a dairy farm. And that dairy farmer would give us milk. Right. right. You know, he goes... And uh, he goes, it was in addition to some pay. Right. But he goes, then I was delivering the milk. And yeah. he goes, he would tell me, he goes, usually on the last delivery of the day, he'd just be like, all right, you know, you can keep the money out of that. Yeah. You know, and he goes, so it would, he says, that was the welfare system we lived under was just people helping people out. And actually doing the work and helping people out. And, Absolutely. And he said it was better. Oh, yeah. You know, he goes, it was so much better because you didn't have somebody that just wanted a handout. So you also had people that, because they'd been helped by somebody, they were anxious to help somebody else. So what's the common denominator in all this? The government. Exactly. Right. We should not have one. (laughs) Disband it. Let's go. At this point, it could be. Defund the government. Amen. There we go. I, I fully agree. That's the March for 2024. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Get like, him out of here. There should never have been a thing as a, uh, any such thing as a career politician. No, 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 no. No. It's a government for the people, by the people, not a government of people that are just government. And why in the hell could they get into a spot, even if they're on the national level where they make 170000 a year, they go in a little rich and come out five years later super rich right you know six years whatever their term is six right you know if they're in for a couple of terms like how does that work how are people who have made two and a half million dollars in their and like political career worth 25 million dollars exactly and that'd be a light yeah that'd be a light number yeah all right speaking of getting out of here oh yeah i gotta pee our term limits up yep and we know when it's time to go exactly He's Adam Philkins. I'm Phil Knuckle. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PNA Podcast Express. The political views expressed here by us were probably ours. So there you go. Most of them. Most of them. Uh. A little bit of an outside influence, but that's okay. Hope you've had a good week. Hope to see you next week. Please listen. Please share with all your friends. Share us out on social media, please. We need your help. We do. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody, tell your foes. If you don't like us, tell the people you don't like. Maybe they'll like us. If not, we'll still sleep all right at night. Yeah, I'll do okay. All right. Once again, as always, make good choices.